India podcast. Rural demand was keeping FMCG sector optimistic during the last financial year. However, with the new deadlier COVID-19 strain now spreading into smaller towns and rural areas, can the growth be sustained? To answer this and many other questions about the Indian FMCG sector, we have with us Harit Kapoor, FMCG analyst at Investec India. Hi, Harit. I hope everything is safe with you and your family. Yeah, hi, good evening, Swapna. Everything's safe with me and my family. Thank you for asking and hope everything is well with you. Yes, yes, certainly. Um, you know, you joined us last year and at, at around the same time uh, and when there was no clarity on how things are going to pan out, how is the FMCG sector going to look? Um, and then everything looked really nice. Uh, a year later, we still seem in this uncertainty once again. So, you know, how have the Q4 earnings been for the companies that have reported thus far? And uh, any interesting common trends that have been visible? Yeah, so I think the quarter four earnings for companies thus far have been a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, on the revenue front, while companies like HUL and Marico delivered ahead of estimates growth, Companies like Britannia and Darbar missed our and consensus estimates. Some of the reasons were due to an overestimation at, uh, you know, from a category level, as well as some inventory pipeline corrections which were there. The one common thread, however, across companies has been the, the, the ahead of estimate decline in gross margins. The commodity inflation impact has clearly not been correctly estimated by the street this time around. So while companies like HUL and Marico still delivered an inline to a head of estimate EBITDA thanks to a higher than expected growth in revenue, as well as cost rationalization at the other expenses level, companies like Dabur and Britannia saw a lower EBITDA versus R and consensus estimates. What do you think can be the impact of the second wave on the performance of companies? Uh, you know, the first half of uh, FY22, uh, you know, what are the similarities? If you can give us some some similarities and differences from the first wave, you know, in terms of, say, supply chain challenges and, you know, category dynamics. Sure. Uh, companies have started to see an impact on revenues only over the last two to three weeks on their revenues. Uh, if you uh, see the earlier lockdown period, there was a strict lockdown which started from the end of March and went on for at least two months before companies could, uh, you know, and within that period of time, companies were trying to manage their supply chain. This time around, there have been regional lockdowns. So the supply chain challenges have not been that severe. We also believe that companies are better placed this time around to deal with the COVID supply chain challenges, given their experience from the first wave, and the fact that the lockdowns have not been national, which has helped. We do believe that there will be some similarities and some differences this time around as compared to the first wave. The first one is in-home consumption of packaged foods. We do not expect the kind of uptick that we saw last time around, especially in quarter one of fiscal year 22, of fiscal year 21, uh, in, in packaged food consumption because there is a higher competitive intensity this time around. The competitors are better prepared 
and consumers have more options as compared to the last time. The second one is on hygiene segments. We feel that hygiene segments will make a recovery again. However, the benefit of the same will be distributed only amongst a lesser number of players. Why do I say this? If you look at companies in the first wave, even companies which were not part of you know hygiene uh, uh, business, you know the likes of Dabur, Marico, were actually launching sanitizers uh, to kind of make sure that you know since there is an uptick in this segment, they should also benefit from it and be part of it. This time around, the same companies and many of them, apart from Dabur and Marico, have decided to focus on their own core business and the medium to long term innovation agenda rather than uh, look at hygiene segments uh, for the near term. And the reason for this is because hygiene saw a big fall in quarter three once recoveries happened. This will actually aid companies like HUL, like ITC, uh, you know, which have core brands in hygiene like Lifebuoy and, and Savlon, uh, given that the competitive intensity could be a bit lower. The third part is on hygiene and immunity boosting products. I'm sorry, healthcare and immunity boosting products which will once again see a pickup in sales. Probably not to the same extent as the first wave, but definitely a pickup. Consumers are uh, definitely a bit more paranoid this time around with the extent of the second wave. And I won't be surprised if some of these products, which did see a little bit of a lower rate of growth in January and February, start to kind of come back. At an overall level, we expect an impact on the quarter one performance of FMCG companies due to this supply chain disruption, though not at all compared to what it was in the quarter one of the last year. From quarter two onwards, we are building in normalcy in FMCG sales from quarter two FI22. Interesting. Uh, you know, and, and you want to tell me about, you know, I've what I've seen is that the level of input cost inflation that companies are experiencing has not been seen in a very long time. Uh, how do we view medium term operating margins in the context and what can companies do to offset the same? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, this time around, the level of commodity inflation is unprecedented. I do not remember seeing such a sharp inflation and that to broad based across commodities in recent history. Also, we see that going into quarter one 22, inflation across some of key commodities have started to have continued. The likes of crude oil, the likes of palm oil have continued to see inflation and even some agri commodities. Barring a few like Copra, which has actually come down over the last one, one and a half months, most commodities have continued their upward trajectory. We have already seen one round of price increases from companies over the last two to three months and expect price increases in fiscal year 22 to continue through the year. We will not be surprised if you know price increase proportions are anywhere between four to seven, eight percent across companies, depending on what is the inflation in their commodity basket. However, given the uh, near term margin impact, uh, on the gross margins, we expect companies to continue their cost rationalization measures in order to mitigate some of this, apart from price increases. We also suspect that in the first half of this year, 
we will see a lower rate of advertising and sales promotion spends compared to what the companies historically have been used to in terms of an average and that will result in some savings to be able to aid margin performance however the near term impact is there to account for the same we have actually cut earnings by about 3 to 4% across our coverage names that have reported results so far however fy23 earnings are unlikely to change given that we remain confident that companies will pass on the inflation and pricing power of the sector will prevail over a period of time yeah so so harin thanks i mean one of the biggest change i think the lockdown we saw was the rise of e-commerce um, you know personally i remember buying stuff because there was nothing available at the kirana show store and whatever product was available i was just buying uh, through the e-commerce site so from a distribution channel perspective you know clearly it seems like e-commerce in general trade will once again be preferred choice of channel as compared to the brick and mortar uh, modern trade channels for second consecutive years especially for the fmcg companies uh how does this uh, impact long term distribution strategy for say fmcg companies yeah that's a very interesting question because we were prior to the second wave we were actually expecting modern trade channels to start to come back again in terms of growth trajectory as well as in terms of their salience to overall sales for fmcg companies we had already started to see uh companies like avenue supermarts which is a listed name start to report good numbers if you look at their quarter four performance also they reported a good uh revenue growth and margins up to march where when you started to see a disruption again my sense is that e-commerce today is already between 4% to 8% across listed large listed fmcg companies and i will not be surprised if this continues to increase over the next year another year of uh, difficulty for uh, modern retail means that consumer behavior may change more towards e-commerce and modern retail will uh, have that challenge to kind of come back at the same level at probably what it did over the last 3 to 4 months the big winner in all this apart from e-commerce is general trade we feel that the general trade players uh, have uh, gotten smarter gotten more efficient have gotten benefits of uh, of uh, di- of digitization not only from the uh, you know wholesale cash and carry players but also from the fmcg companies and the myth of general trade reducing materially as a percentage of overall fmcg sales i think now is kind of uh, is 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 reduced uh, you know uh, significantly so i think you will continue to see e-commerce inch up as a percentage of sales over a longer term and fmcg companies will have to uh, you know uh, react and live with this new reality uh, going forward you know, as i said we all saw that and it was a surprise that fmcg uh, fy21 was a great year but that growth definitely came from the rural uh, side Um, you know going forward given the second wave while still urban centric has had more impact on rural india as compared to the last time how do you view the interplay between rural and urban growth yeah that's a very good question actually if you 
look at rural out really outpaced urban growth significantly in fiscal year 21 and the reasons were due to a normal monsoons for second consecutive year a uh, higher government incentives due to covid uh, a low base because fiscal year 20 was a very weak year for rural and the benefit of re reverse migration into rural you know so far however rural growth in spite of the surge in covid cases has continued to outpace urban growth the two factors however that are absent this time versus last year are that we have not seen new government schemes to support rural and if that does come about then definitely that will be a boost but so far we have not seen it and the reverse migration impact that's also not come through in a material manner however monsoons are expected to continue to be normal so you're going to see another year of kind of normal monsoons uh, the imd has uh, you know ex is expecting 98% of long period average so as we stand today still expect rural growth rates to do better than urban because urban has been more affected as compared to uh, um, you know in the overall covid wave even this time around however we don't see that level of outperformance as we saw the last time around so that's where we are right now that's our view on uh, how rural will do as compared to urban given that all the positive factors are not there in fy22 that were there in fy21 rural also has to contend with a high base this time and hence we feel the growth rates cannot be similar to what they were in fy21 however they still could be they still will be in our view better than urban growth rates I, can I put it in one line that it will be a tough year? Uh, would you say it will be a tough year for the FMCG sector? I, yeah, I think it should be a it should be an interesting year. Uh, uh, definitely a lower uh, earnings growth year in FI22 as what we were earlier expecting, and I think that's more to do with the inflation aspect uh, rather than uh, you know the challenges on demand, which has been very resilient, uh, uh, you know, even in fiscal year 21. And we don't really currently see a reason why that should get dramatically affected. However, uh, inflation will be a challenge. Yes. OK, so on that note, um, you know, we will uh, we hope to see you uh, again Harith, in the next quarter. Uh, and hopefully we will be uh, over with this uh, wave. So hoping and wishing all uh, uh, to you and all our listeners a safe journey ahead. Thank you very much. Keep stay, stay safe. Thank you, Sapna. Stay safe to you as well as to all our listeners. Thank you very much.